Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 4 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is part of a series we call Stories of the New Testament, an appendage to a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 190 examines Matthew chapter 22, 23 through 33, part 5 the Abrahamic Covenant A. In the previous podcast, we discussed the marriage covenant and the resurrection. In this podcast, we shall discuss the Abrahamic Covenant. It is necessary to understand the Abrahamic Covenant because it ties everything together, the Old Testament and the New Testament. In this and the following podcast, I shall show how the Abrahamic Covenant is tied to everything in the previous podcast, as well as how it is tied to the Ten Commandments, the letters of the seven churches, and the coming of the New Jerusalem as recorded in the book of Revelation. It is incredibly revealing. Let's turn first to Matthew 22, 31-33, which is a direct reference to the Abrahamic Covenant in which the Savior ties the Abrahamic Covenant to the resurrection. Keep in mind as you listen to this and next week's podcast that the Abrahamic Covenant, the eternal marriage covenant, and the resurrection are not separate things. I think of the words of Paul, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But as touching the resurrection of the dead, have ye not read that which was spoken unto you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac? and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. Of course, the Abrahamic covenant began first with Abraham, and then it was given to Isaac, the son of Abraham, and then to Jacob, the son of Isaac. And from Jacob we have the twelve tribes of Israel. Before examining the covenant, I shall first show how it applies to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob through Scripture. All three prophets saw God. All three prophets received by revelation the promises of the Abrahamic Covenant. In other words, the Abrahamic Covenant came through the above lineage. Abraham had many sons, but only through Isaac came the Abrahamic Covenant. Isaac's oldest son was Esau, but only through Jacob, the younger son, came the Abrahamic Covenant. That is what is established in the following Scriptures. Genesis 17. And when Abram was ninety years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. Genesis 26. And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, unto Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him, and said, Go not down into Egypt, 
Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven, and will give unto thy seed all these countries, and in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Genesis 28 And Isaac called Jacob, and blessed him, and charged him, and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Pandanaram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee, and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. Abram's name was changed to Abraham, and Jacob's name was changed to Israel, which, of course, is why it is called the Abrahamic Covenant rather than the Abram Covenant, and why the twelve tribes of Jacob are called the House of Israel or the Israelites rather than Jacobite. Whenever God is called the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, it is referring to the Abrahamic covenant and the lineage through which it came. First, let's examine the Abrahamic covenant. Linda shall read segments from Genesis 12, Genesis 13, and Genesis 17. Genesis 17, And Abram fell on his face. And God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shalt thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God, and God said unto Abraham, As for Sariah thy wife, Thou shalt not call her Sariah, but Sarah shall her name be. And God said, Sarah thy wife shall bear thee a son indeed, and thou shalt call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed after him. Genesis 12.3 And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Genesis thirteen fourteen through 18 And the Lord said unto Abram, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from this place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, 
and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Let's take a closer look at the following 15 assertions listed above. 1. The Lord appeared to Abram. 2. The Lord said unto Abraham, I am the mighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect. 3. I will make my covenant between me and thee. 4. I will multiply thee exceedingly. 5. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. 6. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. 7. Kings shall come out of thee. 8. I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. 9. I will be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. 10. I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession. 11. I will be their God. 12. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse him that curseth thee. 13. In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. 14. All the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. 15. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. A covenant is a commitment, contract, bond, or alliance between two parties. In this case, between God and Abraham. Covenants have conditions. If Abraham keeps his promise to God, then God is bound by law to keep his promises to Abraham and his seed. The promises or blessings of God are extraordinary, as stated above. However, the conditions set upon Abraham are also extraordinary. The Lord said unto Abraham, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me, and be thou perfect. Remember that the conditions set upon Abraham are the same conditions that are set upon all Christians who want the blessings of the covenant. Perfection seems like an impossible condition. In fact, we cannot understand the conditions unless we understand the atonement of Christ. That is what we are being taught. This is about the atonement of Christ, not about Abraham. Abraham understood that. That is why he was commanded to offer his only son Isaac on Mount Moriah. It was in similitude of Christ. More specifically, it was in similitude of God the Father offering his only begotten Son to save the world. We're reminded of the Sermon on the Mount as recorded in Matthew 5:48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. The above commandment comes following the Beatitudes, which are also covenants, also called commandments with a promise. That is what a covenant is, a commandment with a promise between God and his children. Take a look at the promises connected to the Beatitudes, and you will find that they are the same promises made to Abraham and his posterity. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. 
Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. The Abrahamic covenant is all about inheriting the kingdom of God. As we continue this podcast, hopefully that will be more transparent. The important thing about the Abrahamic covenant is that it applies to all of his posterity. However, his posterity does not just include his genealogical tree, but also all those who are adopted into the chosen race. This doctrine is taught plainly by John the Baptist just before he baptizes Christ. See Matthew chapter 2. In those days came the Baptist, preaching in the wilderness of Judea, and saying, Repent ye! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophets Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And the same John had his raiment of camel's hair, and a leathern girdle about his loins, and his meat was locusts and wild honey. Then went out to him Jerusalem and all Judea and all the regions round about Jordan and were baptized of him in Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits, meat, for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the tree. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose span is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. The role of Christ was to not only restore the Abrahamic covenant, but also to offer it to all those who believe on him and obey his commandments, both Jew and Gentile, as well as the lost tribes of the house of Israel. That is why Christ's teachings echo the promises to Abraham. That is also why Christ said, In thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. How are they blessed? The power of the priesthood came through the seed of Abraham. Christ gave that priesthood to his twelve apostles, all of whom were direct descendants of Abraham. And from them the gospel was preached to all the world, 
Before Christ, it was exclusive to the direct descendants of Abraham, particularly through the tribe of Levi, beginning with Moses and Aaron. The covenants of Abraham deal with priesthood power, with land, and with posterity. It extends beyond that because it does not just deal with the temporal world. It also deals with the eternal world, as you shall see. It is not just earthly priesthood power. It is eternal priesthood power. It is not just land. It is eternal inheritance with God. It is not just earthly posterity. It is eternal posterity. John gives us a new definition of the seed of Abraham. It is not the physical lineage, but the spiritual lineage that falls under the Abrahamic covenant. It is those who bring forth, therefore, fruits meet for repentance. That is the road to perfection. It is those who come unto Christ, repent of their sins, and endure to the end. No one in this life is perfect. We can only become perfect through the atoning blood of Christ. And even then, perfection does not happen in this life. It can only occur in its fullness at the resurrection. The Apostle Paul helps us to understand it with his analogy of the kingdom of God. Speaking of the resurrection, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 40-44, There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption, it is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. Perfection refers only to those who inherit the celestial kingdom with Christ, what Paul also called the third heaven, whose bodies shine like the sun. Part of the covenant to Abraham is that he has his calling and election made sure. Only those who reach that level are the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham needs to be explained. Again, there are two levels. One, those who are the literal seed of Abraham, and two, those who are the adoptive seed of Abraham. Again, we turn to Paul. Galatians 3.29 And if ye be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. Regardless of bloodline, you can only inherit the full blessings of Abraham if you come to Christ and keep his commandments. The blessings occur in two time periods. One is on earth, the other is in heaven. In other words, there are temporal blessings, meaning time or blessings in this life. 1. I will multiply thee exceedingly. 2. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. 3. I will be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. 4. I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee. Five. I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. 6. Kings shall come out of thee. Please join us next week as we conclude the Abrahamic covenant. Here we end with the temporal blessings. In next week's podcast, we shall begin with the spiritual blessings, which are far greater.
Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.